This is Shine On, the health and happiness show with Casey, an Ella's Leash production. Shine On is a weekly presentation with guests, ideas, information, and fun designed to improve your life from 100.7 WHUD. It's Thanksgiving weekend, and we are going deep into the magic of life. Hi, it's Casey. Not that long ago, I was not a dog person. Not at all. Then I got a big apartment, and I started to feel a bundle of doggy energy greeting me at the door. Weird, right? The landlord had said no pets, and I was like, fine, who needs pets? But this sense, this energy was greeting me every day. One day, I was at the paint and hardware store, and I noticed a bunch of flyers around for the SPCA, the owner of CNE Paint and Cold Spring, big supporter. And I heard myself saying, if you ever hear of a dog that needs a home, let me know. Was I crazy? I didn't like dogs, and the landlord said no pets. A few days later, I got a call. A woman who lived in town needed a home for her pug. Her husband had surprised her, bringing this pug home from a New York City pet store. He had grown up with pugs. But they also had a little baby, and it seemed like neither the dog nor the baby were getting potty trained. I stopped by the house to meet the dog. It was in a caged-off area of the kitchen, and it looked crazy. I'd never met a pug before. The eyes were bulging. The energy was frantic. I start to back away and say, no, thank you. I don't think this is for me. When the owner says, sit down, let me show you his papers. He comes from a long line of pugs and look at all these papers. And look, you can see his mother's name and his father's name. Anybody want to guess the name of the pug's mother? I'll tell you. Big hearted Casey. Casey with a K. Needless to say, that dog came home with me, and so began my education. My heart began to grow, as did my connection with all of nature, animals, plants, trees, stars. And that line from the poem, The Desiderata, became my mantra. You are a child of the universe, no less than the trees and the stars. You have a right to be here. And the landlord, who clearly said no pets, was like, yeah, why not? Just that one little dog. You're a responsible person. Go ahead. That was Berto, pug number one. Then came Rosie, Ella, Cooper, and finally, just last week, a little pug named Tucker. There have been other dogs, too. A beagle foxhound that I found and fell madly in love with. And an elderly mini schnauzer that I'm fostering now. Because the empty nester mom isn't home to care for him. Did I mention Bella the cat? Oh, that's another story entirely. And then there's all the birds that come to visit. And the little froggy pond we have in the front yard. Love those frogs. Love them. I can honestly say each animal came to me in the most miraculous way. I should write a book, and maybe I will one day. Is nature talking to you? Could your pets have something to say? Along with her dog, Mr. T, Sandra Mendelson wrote the book, We Walk Beside You, Animal Messages for an Awakening World. We get so much wisdom from, you know, gurus and leaders and Eckhart Tolle kind of people, and the animals have been waiting for so long to share their wisdom because they, like a Deepak, can get out. They're not in ego. There's so much that comes through them that that became the primary focus. What can we share with humans to help them be happier and see life from a different perspective, you know, okay. more understanding, more joy. I do communicate when clients call me, and I can give people six different clear pointers on how they can start accessing their own gifts, which we all have, okay. to connect with their animals. So how did it happen? You're walking down the street and, you know, a bird <laughs> says, Sandra, it's me over here. 
no, it actually happened almost like that. You know, after corporate took me into health, I started working on horses doing body work, light therapy. And one day I'm down there on my knees, I'm alone with a horse, and I hear a voice boom loudly in my head, this hay is crap. And I looked up and I noticed that this horse was flinging the hay away with his nose. And five, ten minutes later, one of the horse moms comes into the barn and says, there's mold all over the hay. And, you know, I had a few of these little experiences, and it's just literally working on horses and hearing things that you know you could not have made up. What were you doing with the horses? I was using a a non-invasive scanner, going almost like a silver uh, comb to go Mm -hmm. over the body, and it beeps wherever there's an imbalance, like lack of blood flow or inflammation. And so then I would make a mark with a washable crayon, So I have an intelligent roadmap of what's out of whack in the tissues or the energy highways and then apply light therapy, which is red and infrared pulsed light. It's like doing acupuncture with light instead of needles to bring the horse's body back into balance and speed healing and bring down pain. We're talking to Sandra Mendelson. Her book is We Walk Beside You, Animal Messages for an Awakening World. And I have to tell you, Sandra, you sound a lot more normal in person than you do in the book. (laughs) (laughs) Well, guess what? That's not me talking in the book. I mean, every single time something would come through, I'd call my mother the next morning and go, Ma! And she's like, relax. You're funny, but you're not that funny. (laughs) And you're smart, but you're not that wise. Because as this stuff is coming, you know, the pen's going, you think you're making it up or whatever. You put it down, go to sleep, wake up in the morning and look at the page and go, I didn't make that up. I don't even use those words. Right. So So, animals are giving you messages. Exactly. And it started with the horse in the barn when you were doing your light therapy down there. Exactly. Did the horse choose you because he knew you could hear him or are the animals always talking and we just don't know it? Um, There were a number of reasons why and the the animals have kind of communicated it over time. It has to also do with a huge, deep, deep love and reverence for them. And yeah, I guess I could put a couple of sentences together. And here's the thing. If you can get your arms around the fact that animals read your thoughts, I don't care if they're squirrels, horses, dogs, they communicate through the thought stream with each other. And that's, you know, so they can hear what you're saying. They communicate mostly non-verbally. So you watch them and they save, like especially animals in the wild, they save vocalizations for the important stuff. Right. So they know your character. That's kind of, I had a horse recently tell me some stuff for teenage girls. And he said, remember, we read your thoughts so we know you in a way humans never will. Mm-hmm. We, we know what's going on inside you. I have a psychic so, dog. You know, I'm, it's not, a, I guess all dogs are psychic. But I have one that if there's a commercial on TV, like for Kleenex, you know, those holiday commercials, whatever, and I get teary-eyed, before I even realize that I'm teary-eyed, the dog is under the bed. (laughs) And it took me a while to figure it out. But this dog doesn't want to see me cry or runs away when I cry. What's that about? You know what? Uh, Again, it's much more, the closer the animals are to humans on a day-in, day-out basis, the more affected by us they are, the more it's, it's different than nature. So these animals have chosen to be with us, to walk the path with us, to help us wake up. They are constantly shining a light on our behavior. No, they don't want us to cry. There are some dogs that will run by your side and come lie with you if you're crying and Mm -hmm. other dogs that are like, I'm out of here and they go to the next room. Yeah. So the most important thing to remember about every animal, please don't group them together. 
don't tell me all pit bulls are the same. Each one is a unique soul, as my dog told me. You know, they're just like humans. They're all working on different things and learning different lessons. So sometimes you will see dogs that bark and bark and nothing can stop it, and you must just love them and accept them where they are. Sandra Mendelson, the guest, and you're going to help us interact with our own pets. How do we do that? The whole point is that we all have intuitive gifts. We all have this ability to connect with animals. Number one, a squirrel told me this, you must commit to silence, stillness, and patience. You must commit Uh to silence, stillness, and patience. You know how if you're at a party, you can't hear a single voice in a crowded room? Well, the noisiest party is the one between our left ear and our right ear. That's why I don't care if it doesn't have to be formal meditation. It literally means to sit down and say, okay, quiet time. Slow down and get out of the rat race and and the running thoughts in my head. Number two, being fully present means no phones. It means you are sharing the same reality that the animal is experiencing. The second you think about the past or the future or you're on your phone, you have shut them out. And I don't care whether it's a wild animal or your dog. So being fully present. And there are great grounding exercises. Imagining a cord, putting your energy into the center of the earth and then pulling that energy back up through your body, up through the top of your head. And doing it a couple of times, grounding yourself in reality. Number three getting into your heart space. It's something as, that is where the, you need to be to meet the animals. It is, as, excuse the frog. <clears throat> it is a simple... Does the frog have hand. a message for us? The frog, the frog is, yes, slow down. <laughs> it's always slow down. The number one message is always slow down, and I'm still learning it. Um, but putting your hand on your heart and remembering the love that's in there because that is where the animals want us to be. That is the number one lesson for us always. So number three, put your hand on your heart. Number four is a really key one about having no agenda. Something that a wolf said, which is a really great one-liner, as long as you are striving, you can't receive. Yeah. We tend to try so hard. You know, we, we grit our teeth and bear it. We, we push through everything. But this is actually an act. This is the opposite of what we're normally used to doing. Mm-hmm. Receiving means just being open to anything that will come to you. And that brings me to the next point. If you think it's going to be like a running commentary, like I walk through the world like Dr. Doolittle, just chatting with each animal at will, I'm sorry to disappoint you. It doesn't exactly happen like that. Intuition is the voice that whispers, but not always in words. There are eight different kinds of ways to receive messages, and you really just have to find your own language, whether it's feelings that you pick up or impression or images you see if you close your eyes. Paracognition is just a sense of instant knowing. Clairaudience, that's hearing words. Clairvoyance is seeing images or pictures. Clairsentience is getting feelings in your body temperature changes or actually feeling something that the animal is feeling in your own body that stillness and just being with your animal in present time means allowing your gifts to show up you got to find your own language and finally number six is probably the biggest one trust what you get trust what you get trust what you get doubt is as my dog says it's like a sword between you and your animal that your, your dogs and your cats, your animals are actually here to help you trust yourself. They're great cheerleaders. And, and the cardinal sin is believing in your own inadequacy. Write down what you get. Okay. Start keeping it a little dialogue, a little journal, and you will start to see patterns. 
don't, whether you, if you think you hear something, put it down. If yeah. you see something, put it down. Let me ask you a question. Does your dog give you messages every day, once a week? Um, the clearer I am with my questions, the clearer the answers I get. They're not like us. We waste a lot of time with meaningless words and a lot of noise. They speak when there's a purpose, right. when there's a message to communicate. The rest of it is just being in real time and loving the heck out of us. And if we watch them, yeah. if you start to walk your dog and notice your dog's behavior as you would a human, his or her different characteristics and personality traits, just that act alone brings you closer to them. I, mean, I do have two, an, an experiment anybody wants to, to try with uh, squirrels. It's very simple. Yes, most of them run away. But if you're outside walking and there's a squirrel that will hang there close enough with you for a few seconds, in your mind, just look at them and say, good morning. It's lovely to see you. I hope you have a wonderful day. And you will see the squirrels start to hang off the trees, staring dumbfoundedly at you like, huh? Because they hear you. And I think it's a really important thing for people to know that the, you know, to see for themselves how the animals hear what you're thinking. She's squirrely. She's Sandra Mendelson. We walk beside you, animal messages for an awakening world. I'm with you, though, girl. I'm with you. I'm going to talk to the squirrels. I'm going to talk to the squirrels. <laughs> Let me know what happens. And you had another experiment, or is that it? The other night, Mr. T and I were walking, and he lunged at something in the darkness. And I turned to see what it was, and there in the water was this great blue heron. It was rush hour, and the cars are zooming behind me, and it's truly irritating. You know, one after another going double the speed limit. Do you live and on this- my street? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> and this bird was teaching me something because their their senses are so much greater. Why did this bird not leave? Mm. And I tapped in and he said, you can access the stillness inside you no matter what is going on around you. Wow. And for 20 minutes, he never moved. And it was so noisy. And it took me a good 10 minutes. And then I felt it. And this is something all of us can do. You know, in my book, you know, when the birds share that where, where we fly is on purpose. If we fly over you, if we're singing, it's on purpose. Look up. We are trying to get through to you. Go for it. Talk to them. I'm talking see to the birds there. all the time. And even if I'm in my car and like I always see these huge groups of birds fly like in formation back and forth. And I'm always yelling to them. God, my listeners are going to think I'm crazy. I don't care. I'm always like, I love you. <laughs> I love you, birds. Because it, you I, they bring so much joy to my life. That is so beautiful. And, and, and what we're not aware of is they're trying to get through to us. Like People think that if a bird dive bombs them, that they are either nasty or they're protecting their young, but they're not. Imagine how it must feel like to be a bird that's saying we are trying to alert you to something that's going on in your own life. Wake they know up, it because, wake up, right, wake up, wake up you're wake missing up, the moment, you're up. separate from your kids, you know, yeah. and they, they said our ways appear crude to you because you couldn't fathom that we could know something about you that you don't know about yourself. In, in a week's time, I found uh, two dead snakes, one in the front yard, one next to my mailbox, and a dead bird in my frog pond, all at the same time. Were they trying to tell me something? Because then... Right after that, one of my dogs passed away. Okay. Um, I don't know if your dog passing away was related to that, but when, you know, my, my first 
my first question is always to ask you mm. what it means to you, because that's more important than anything I will say. Yeah, well, when I first found the first snake in the backyard, because I have a bunch of dogs and a cat, and I thought, well, somebody got the snake, and they left it here for me. But, you know, you think of what a snake means. It's shedding of the skin. It's transformation. And then um, two days later, I look in the frog pond, and there's a dead bird. It's like, okay, that's not a happy message. And then right next to my mailbox is a perfectly coiled up snake, absolutely dead. And this all happened within like three, four days of getting the diagnosis that my dog had, you know, a very hard diagnosis. I really think Uh, the animal kingdom was trying to say to me, let go, let go, let go. I don't know. In that case, I have to to agree with you 1,000%. What the animals share about the experience of death and dying and what comes next can change your perspective to embrace it in a way you never thought. They know they're coming back. This is just a shell. The constant love sending us energy constantly when we are not aware of it. And when they leave, it's like we've lost a body part. You make me want to go home and be with my dogs, my cat. Well, you know what? Your your dog can hear you. What I tell people is fake it till you make it. And the animals say the same thing. You are part of all this. Go out in nature and remind, keep repeating, I am part of all. We are all one. Because if you don't engage your head, you may be walking through nature and you're separate. Humans have gone into the mind. Instead of remembering, we are all one. Just because you can't see this web that it connects everything and the animals can, you can fake it till you make it. It doesn't make any sense to me that animals wouldn't be able to communicate with us. Why are we on this gorgeous planet together? Heck, I even talk to the flowers. You know, we, we all get along in my world. Beautiful. And you know what? The native cultures have never lost that. Right. Right, right, right. Um, you know, I've had two pets come back. And, and I know I can say that to you. You know, I had yeah. two pets leave and tell me they'd be back and then made it clear they were coming back and then came back in completely different packages. But it, there's no doubt to me that this is either completely the other creature or the part of the soul of the other creature or some th- or gift from the other creature, for sure. Absolutely. And it happened to me, and I didn't think it could. I, and, and whether we know if they come back all the same things or is it, is it their soul fragments? But right. you know. You know, oh, and you that, know. that animal knows from the moment you reconnect. And you can ask and my it, husband. I called it both times. I called wow. it both times the day that it would arrive. Like a couple Sunday nights ago, I said, we're getting the dog tomorrow. And wouldn't you know, Beautiful. somebody gave me a dog the next day. And the same thing happened years ago. I said, you know, the dog will be here Monday. And there it was. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I know. I got a little, I don't like to talk about it, Sandra, but I got a little bit of what you got. Actually, no, I wish you would talk about it because the next, the next project, which is already highly in formation, it's about having our children not cover over these abilities. Uh. As my dog has told me, up, and, up through the age of four, they're still pure enough, quote, to bring forth the truth of the messages we send them. Yeah. And all the parents have to do is say, what do you think our dog wants right now? What do you think that flower is saying? And praise them for whatever they get because then they'll want to practice and then they'll get really good at it. Right. When they go to school, they have to go into the life of the matchbox mind but they have that inner knowing that is given at you know before birth if we don't honor it in our culture in our institutions it's up to us in our families to honor those abilities we all have them and you are living it so please don't cover it over yeah. you know it can it, it's a gift all right. and people think I'm that. a little crazy though you know that lady on the radio but that's that's why I'm talking to you and children too I mean we've all had I think everybody's had this type of situation or knows of a situation where you see a kid talking to somebody who's not there 
You know, my niece, when she was like three or four years old, had come out of the ladies' room. She was having a sleepover, and she is laughing her full head off, looking up at the ceiling. And I'm like, honey, who are you talking to? And she says, the lady with the red dress. Wow. Okay, baby. I mean, they were having a good time, you know? <laughs> they were talking back and forth, and her face was so engaged and lit up. And, yeah, I couldn't see the lady in the red dress, but she surely could. So, anyway. Wow. Yeah, I'm but, off, no, that's I'm, perfect, yeah. because why squash that? Well, we always yeah. have. We just have to water it a little bit like a plant so that we don't cover over and forget inner wisdom. All right. I'm all for, I'm all for that. So uh, one final question about dogs. I, I live with a bunch of them. How do I know if they like each other? Are they talking to each other? <laughs> well, first of all, if they don't like each other, you will know. Yeah. Watch them. Trust yourself. Watch that. You know when a dog is happy. You know when your dog is miserable. I mean, they usually find a way to get along, unlike humans do, whether they're horses that, or dogs that have never known each other and they're thrown like, okay, guess what? We're now in a home. Every now and then, you know, you're going to see issues because of what we wonderful humans have done to dogs before they came home with you. Right. Trauma is trauma, and it needs to be worked on. It needs to be acknowledged. But, you know, as the animals continue to say, they mostly live in peace. They mostly live in harmony. If it doesn't work, you know it. If your dogs are not attacking each other or acting like they've completely disengaged, they've, they've found that peaceful harmony. I'm okay. sure they, they have plenty to say about it. Your but, dog's you know. got something to say right now. Yes, Mr. T is chasing more things. He's the imaginary beings outside. <laughs> because by the time I get to the window, there's nothing there. I'm like, mm-hmm, okay. You Let me talk? ask you one more question. Sure. Old dogs. I have a 15-year-old dog who's blind and deaf and has a touch of dementia, kind of just walks around in circles, but loves to eat. And, and how do you know when it's time? That's a wonderful question. And sometimes what your eyes see is is not the issue at hand because, as, as Mr. Tia said to me, we have, they have the option to prolong life if they are not ready to go. If I said, what would make you not ready to go if we haven't completed our mission? And then he, I said, what's your mission? He said, the completion of love, the closing of the circle. So here's the thing. If, if you are in doubt, I strongly, I can recommend a couple of breathtaking animal communicators that are ex that are really exquisite at end-of-life issues, especially. If your dog is completely incapable of having any, you know, cannot eat, cannot stand, when in doubt, I would, I would hire a communicator because I have had dogs say, I'm not ready to go yet. And the dog could, was shaking, couldn't stand, had had her eyes removed. But then when she was ready, she told the animal communicator, okay, go, go get the vet. I don't want to get stuck between two worlds. So, you know, they have a different relationship with pain than we do. So I would strongly suggest to hire someone if, if it's not blatantly obvious. In the case of my dog, when her, she was 16 and her kidney had taken over the entire internal cavity. And my beautiful chow hound, who could never get enough food, could not keep a bite down. I knew it was time. Right. It was pretty clear. But when you're not clear, ask for help. Okay. Sandra Mendelson, we walk beside you. Animal messages for an awakening world. Say something really positive now so we can end on a high note. <laughs> um, the animals are really committed to creating the kind of world that we want to see. And there are millions of us across the globe that are just not buying into the way things are. We are living our lives like our own country. And I... I can only say that's why the book was written. It is so hopeful, and we have so much more power than we think we do. Just follow them. 
see what you want to have happen and hold that space for love. Sandra Mendelson, Animal Messages for an Awakening World. Visit smendelson.com. So I put this question out on Facebook. Anybody communicate with their animals? Boy, did I get responses. Like from Mel Ann, my beagle Cooper and I had cancer together, diagnosed within a month of each other. I had two dogs, but it was Cooper that never left my side. He would sometimes jump right on my lap just to lick my face and would look me right in the eyes. We spent a summer together on my back deck. Cooper kept me strong during one of my darkest times. And Deb wrote in, not an animal, but countless messages, some truly profound, from dragonflies. Vita says, we lost our missy cat on Halloween. She was 17, and we swear we still hear her around the house. Barbara communicated with a deer that was irregular on her property. After a poacher killed it, shot at the deer from his blue-green van, she could still hear the animal's haw sound when she walked to the mail. We used to converse. He knew I cared. And Landa said, My elderly foster, Cass, was with me nine months before he went to his forever home. After three weeks, I felt his presence and love. When I asked, he had passed away. And Jason wrote, It's weird, but lately my cat who passed has been visiting me in my dreams, and I wake up and can hear her purring. And I notice that the other cat is in the other room, so it couldn't have been her. Also, I see my cat who is still with us, chasing something that's not there, and visiting the places where the other cat used to sleep. And more responses were coming in as I had to come into the record studio. So friend me and tell me your story on Facebook, Casey Morabito Grian, G-R-E-A-N. Tis the season to count our blessings, and there are so many of us who are oh so very grateful for our friends in the animal world. I'll leave you with our thought for the day from A.A. Milne. Some people talk to animals. Not many listen, though. That's the problem. Have a great week. You've been listening to Shine On, the health and happiness show with Casey, an Ella's Leash production. The content of Shine On, the health and happiness show is intended for general information purposes only. You can listen to previously broadcast shows online at casey.co. That's K-A-C-E-Y dot C-O. Join KC for another edition of Shine On, the health and happiness show, next Sunday morning, right here on 100.7 WHUD.